and welcome to today's episode of Control Intelligence. I'm Mike Bassador, Editor-in-Chief of Control Design, and your host for today's podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Derek Stacy, who's the Global Product Manager for Acapos 6D and SuperTrack product families at BNR Industrial Automation. We'll be talking about transport and process functions, as well as the distinctions between a platform and a group of products. Over the past few years, some trends have emerged under the Industry 4.0 and IIoT umbrellas. These range from smarter sensors that can be attached throughout the equipment to gather data where previously it just wasn't feasible to cloud computing solutions for aggregating and analyzing this data to be used for services such as asset performance monitoring, preventive maintenance, and digital twinning. These solutions are rarely core to the equipment, but even without a one-stop shop solution, the driver here is the value these additions bring to the end user through lower unplanned downtime, increased OEE, and other direct operational benefits. BNR has introduced products with features designed to maximize the capabilities of equipment by increasing throughput, efficiency, and flexibility, which is valuable to OEMs and integrators that want to leverage their offerings to end users. Industry often thinks of adaptive systems such as Acapos Track and Acapos 6D as replacements for traditional motion systems like conveyors or dials. But BNR wants to change this thinking and show the industry that by considering these technologies as the platform to build a system, it will become easier to quantify the value these products bring through their more seamless fit with the data gathering and analysis trends that are driving these Industry 4.0 and Industrial Internet of Things trends. Using Acapost Track and Acapost 6D provides advanced motion control, integrated process control, and high-quality system data from the heart of the machine without the integration steps of piecing together a custom solution. Derek Stacy is based out of Atlanta and has been with BNR for the past nine years. He's spent most of his career focusing on the adoption of mechatronic systems such as Acapost Track, SuperTrack, and Acapost 6D into the field and educating everyone from controls engineers and plant managers to directors of innovation on how they can benefit from such systems. It started with early digital twins and feasibility studies to fully realize automated lines based on these leading edge technologies. Derek is the global product manager for Acapost 60 and SuperTrack product families at BNR, and he's supporting equipment designers, integrators, and end users to get the most out of these powerful products. Derek, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. You bet. The, uh, the automation industry as a whole has always hearing technology suppliers talk about how much faster, better, and more flexible a new product is. So can you explain first to us, how is BNR looking at that a little different? Yeah, so, so we sort of see those statements as sort of incremental improvements. And, and by no means is BNR think that continuously improving our products and solutions has become unimportant, but rather we, we need to look at specifically the, the mechatronics technologies, the track systems, Acapost Track, planar systems like Acapost 6D, uh, and look at them as what we, what we see that they can offer, 
you know, more value when we're not simply asking them to be sort of faster and more flexible transport or conveyance. You know, the, the value that you uncover really comes to sort of a step change when you look at it from a holistic approach of starting a design with these technologies at the core of the machine and the machine line. You know, that's where the real innovation and, and differentiation is created. Right. So, so more, um, so you're, you're talking more as a, as a total um, holistic solution rather than uh, just implementing something as a, a device, say. Is that correct? Right. Right. So when you say, okay, my motion is 10% faster, you've quantified it and you're like, great. That for me, okay, if I can move 10% more things through uh, my machine, okay, that's a, a data point at which I can use to say, okay, what does it affect my throughput overall? Um, but it, it's not just about that, right? Because now there are bigger bigger questions asked uh, of machine builders and integrators from the from the end user is like, how do I get more data out? How do I anticipate issues? How, how can you help me run my factory better and, and make sure my products are better and have more, you know, intelligence around them versus just, you know, 10% more? Yes, that will sell a machine, but it's not, it only goes so far to really answer the burning questions. Right. So, so then, what is the big distinction between, say, a platform instead of a, a just a group of motion products? Is is it just the the, the ability to measure throughput, or is there um, is there a bigger distinction? Yes. So, I, you know, my experience over the last few years of sort of working on educating everybody that I talk to about how to leverage these technologies, often we're, we're sort of dragged into a, well, it's, it's just a smarter conveyor sort of conversation. And, and, you know, oh, well, it operates under the same principles as a servo. So now we start to shift the discussion to, more often than not, motion profiles, RMS current, loop tuning. But all of a sudden now you've sort of put a box around what it brings because that's, you're just seeing it as purely transportation, right? You know, using the servo mm -hmm. as, as an analog. But to really see them as a platform sort of all of a sudden changes your thought process and, and it can, can bring the most value, the highest possible value when used as the sort of a foundational technology, right? You're, these technologies are often designed to bridge the mechanical, electrical controls, and, and even really digital services needs of the next generation of machines. So when you think of it more as a platform with which, you know, it's, it's the foundation that you build upon, now it's not just, well, how fast is it going? How much current do I get out of it? It's now all of a sudden, what data does it give me? How can it change or improve my overall architecture from a, a controls perspective? How can I leverage and, and give more freedom and flexibility for my mechanical designers to be a little bit, you know, to use that, that sort of cleverness and, and some of that experience they have, right? Once you, once you sort of take it off the table of, you know, focusing only on timing charts and motion profiles, all of a sudden now that, that creativity and that engineering juice starts to flow and you can get something sort of more than the, the sum of its parts. Right. Makes perfect sense then, yes. So in, in terms of uh, Acapos, uh, can you explain uh, in, a, in a little more detail how, say, Octopus Track and Octopus 6D 
merge those varied uh, transport and process functions, say, within OEM equipment where you're tapping into that creativity? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just want to reiterate that, that this, is, this is where the fun is, right? Where the creativity, where, where the designers can really sort of run a little bit more free. I mean, in the simplest use case, right, we take the, the standard approach, which is, you know, how do we leverage the controlled motion that these transport systems bring to remove external axes of motion from their process, to shrink process station equipment, to, to simplify it by putting a little bit of that, you know, motion burden on the transport system um, because it's more accurate, it's, it's got a, a better, more controllability than, say, a, a standard conveyor or an index, you know, an indexing ring. But mm -hmm. when we start to look at, at sort of letting its scope expand, now all of a sudden, you know, you could add sensor data, you can start to do audit trail, you could start to add things mm -hmm. without product sensors all over your machine, which eliminates a lot of wiring throughout the whole scope of it. You don't have to have as many product sensors on machines that, that say need to check at each step, well, okay, what serial number am I working on at what time? That can all be sort of driven into the smarts of the transport system, and now all of a sudden your, your machine starts to change, just the, the shape of it can also be a, a big change here. Often traditional systems, you, you know, you're building your equipment around the outside because, again, you've got sort of, a, a, you know, with constraints, you've got mechanical things that are, that are all filling your space, you've got drivetrains you've got to keep an eye on. Here, because it's sort of self-contained from a motion standpoint, now all of a sudden you can use, say, the, the volume and height above your system or inside the track space and now all of a sudden the, the area that you're using inside of your factory floor becomes maybe a little narrower, a little taller, mm -hmm. but that's sort of free space, right? free volume inside a manufacturing plant. So now you might be able to mm -hmm. fit two lines where one might have been using a traditional system. So all of a sudden now, the, not only just the, the per process you know, design changes, the line right. design and, and the layout all of a sudden is like, okay, I've, I've got a whole new dimension for me to take advantage of just by its, its very nature. And that's really only scratching the surface. Sure, sure. That's, that's a complete new way of thinking and, you know, in multiple dimensions as well vertically, not only horizontally. What about the, uh, the end user industries that are taking advantage of this, uh, at least currently or, or even in the future, what do you foresee uh, in, in terms of those industries that are taking advantage of uh, Acapos? Which industries are they? Yeah, yeah. And that's, a, that's a fun one because rarely can you say, you know, there are similarities in how automotive, consumer electronic, pharmaceutical, mm -hmm. cosmetic, food and beverage manufacturers operate. But what's kind of neat is with this technology, they're all starting to, to use and are currently leveraging in their plants these technologies. So all of a sudden now, it really, it really is, is you, fairly ubiquitous because of what it brings, right? It is the traceability that you need in you know, industries that use, use you know, good manufacturing, right, GAMP. Um, you've got mm -hmm. ones where, you know, the, the, the cleanliness or the washdown capabilities, you know, need to be utilized. And Acapost Track being a fully stainless steel product means that you can leverage it in, you know, clean environments, dirty environments, washdown environments, you know, the assembly process steps, right? Again, if you're just trying to use high accuracy positioning plus all of the benefits 
you know, now all the, the consumer electronics, medical device assembly, automotive, right? All of these things sort of branch across when you look at it from a fundamental problem of, of how we get the most out of each uh, machine we create or line that we need. And so it's, it's really quite cool that we sort of, we sort of draw a line across all of these industries. Right. It seems almost limitless. The timing is, is always a key uh, differentiator as well. And it, it's certainly important to discuss just as much the, the possibilities as the realities uh, of this in, in a variety of industries. But w- when would you say these, these trends that we're talking about can be realized using BNR's platforms? How, I mean, how, how quickly and how much in the future uh, are you anticipating? Yeah, that's a great question. So, what you know, I frame it up as mechanically speaking, everything is there, right? In the end, you know, we've mm-hmm. got the the products out in the market, and people are using them, but we're starting to see people get a much more mature digital strategy, a much more mature understanding of how the edge or how the cloud can can benefit operations, right, as mm-hmm. a whole. And and once you put you know these systems in place, you start to design your equipment to sort of lend itself to these connections. What's kind of cool is, is because the, the hardware's there and all the data behind it, right, the tracking of, of wear life, the tracking of, of friction, the tracking of, of just the, how the system itself is operating and how that then is just a single data point within how the machine's running, how the line is running. Again, a lot of this stuff people are still getting comfortable with, right? I think the ITOT right. infrastructure is something everybody's been chasing and now we're starting to see whole digital platforms and a lot of integrations with um, AWS and Azure and things like that. People are really Mm -hmm. dedicated to this. Um, And now it's really the missing point is just people pushing their machine designers to leverage both ends. So the the track systems, ACPOS 60, ACPOS track, and the data behind them is there. And now it's just that connection point. So it's really, I see it's going to evolve over the next couple of years for people to, to stop just using it as a transport system and to use it as that platform. But right now, you know, these products are available for sure. And now it's, it's, on, it's on the designers to, to leverage that information, right? That, you know, you leave a good bit on the table when you, when you don't utilize it. and The business case is still there. But I think that's where we're going to start to see sort of step changes in value is, is utilizing that, right? Scraping the system for all that really good core data for how the system's operating and then pushing that through to the, you know, the HMI showing KPIs to operators, passing it up to the, the edge or the cloud for big data. So a lot of that stuff, you know, I see it as sort of a spectrum, right? On the enterprise level and on the machine level. And now we're slowly bringing that information up from the sensor to the cloud and, and, and these products are, are going to be key, key differentiators in that sort of path. Certainly. So many times new, new technologies or uh, new devices or new platforms for that matter are introduced sometimes with one intention and, and once they're inserted into applications or they're integrated into say an end user system, uh, oftentimes those applications turn out to be something entirely different just because the end user says, you know what, this would work so well in this type of application. Let's try it over here. And all of a sudden you're, you're realizing some new opportunities that uh, sometimes uh, never even appeared on the radar in the first place. But 
this certainly has the capabilities for uh, for endless types of applications uh, with with OEMs and with end users. I would say. Yeah, and we're we're excited for for these next steps because I know for sure that we haven't uncovered everything. And and as we put sure. more and more of them into practice, um, those good questions that come from the end user, right? The people who feel the pain, who feel the the benefit, the value directly on their lines, right? They're the ones who tend to ask the, the great questions uh, that then mm -hmm. we and our integrator and OEM partners have to respond to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And BNR has done a great job of that throughout the years. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners today for joining us on Control Intelligence, the podcast for Control Design Magazine. And thanks, of course, to BNR's Derek Stacy for his insights into transport and process functions, as well as platforms. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. And uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of Control Intelligence, don't miss our older episodes and subscribe to find new podcasts in the future. You can find our podcast library at controldesign.com or download all episodes via Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks again, Derek.